welcome to Campfire Football. I'm Sebastian North. This is episode 43. It is Tuesday, March 16th. Basically, just going to go through some of the games that happened this weekend. There wasn't a whole lot uh, to, to narrow in on in terms of a, a general storyline, finding common narratives. I think the one that really got to me this week, I saw big players, big teams step up, especially after going through some criticism or uh, playing their part in a really big moment in a really big game. I'm not saying that all the biggies stepped up, but I am saying this was a, a weekend where we saw some people really show their worth, what they're all about. And just basically, this is just a bunch of little quick hits this episode, really. So, look, I, I talked about knee-jerk reactions last week and addressed sort of the insanity of some of the storylines and narratives that just keep coming up, especially the one around Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, that they're finished, that, you know, because they're out of the Champions League and because Mbappe and Holland are still in and doing well, there's this clear changing of the guard, ending of the eras. Look, I'm not saying that that's not what's coming, but people want such a definitive line. Like, that's it. Messi and Ronaldo out of the Champions League, look at their age. We'll never see this again from them. Well, if, if you make that decision on Wednesday after a champion after the two Champions League games, are you paying attention to what they did this weekend? My goodness, it's I'll lay out the um, I'll lay out some some of what I did, but I laid out the stats of what they provided so far this season, and they're insane. And now they all they did this weekend was just pad them more and give us a reminder of what they're all about. Other players did something similar, so. Basically, the trend that I've noticed is how many of these top elite players, when they're put under this kind of criticism and scrutiny and pressure, how many of them actually show up. And this is what makes top players good. The ones who, when you kind of think to yourself, when you you hear the commentators say, who else, right, when they score a goal, or who else would be the one that's involved in this? Who else would score a perfect hat trick, you know, on the weekend? That's when you know that these are guys that for perennially, they just keep coming back. And so that's the difference between being great and being good. It's just the first thing to keep in mind. Speaking of great, Messi's first goal of their 4-1 to victory this weekend. Oh, I mean, look, Huesca, they, they stuck around like a bad smell for a good portion of the game, especially the first half. But Messi's first goal is insane. The first touch that gets him around the defender to swivel is gorgeous. I do think the other center back should go and make a play to try and pressure and win the ball. But the problem is it's Leo Messi who's coming at you. The optical illusion that many, many, many defenders have fallen for is, oh, I can get this ball. It's just a little bit too far ahead of him. And he's just so quick and crafty he finds a way to get through. So you can see why the defender had some trepidation about whether or not to go for it. Didn't Messi touches it to the left and curls one. Hits the bar twice. Gotta love that. It was already in after the first uh, time off the bar to cross the line. But absolutely gorgeous. And what an inspirational way to score your first goal. Because then Antoine Griezmann goes, gets himself in in a similar pocket and hits a very, tries to carbon copy the goal. Hits a gorgeous shot into the top corner. Doesn't hit the crossbar, but still spectacular. Uh, I want to mention Pedri in this game. I think he had two or three, two assists. He was terrific. Uh, and then, you know, Messi assists Oscar Minguesa, right? So it's another assist, another goal. And then he scores at the end, you know, hits a, what looks like a great curling shot, took a pretty massive deflection. But, you know, this is a guy who 
is just continuing. And I, I will say this. I'll get to Real Madrid's uh, performance in a second because it's definitely noteworthy. But I, I, I'm starting to have some doubts about Leo Messi leaving this summer. And part of the reason why is because now that Atleti have completely reopened this title race and just let things get interesting again, I, I genuinely believe that Barcelona are the title favorites now for La Liga. And it's because of the form that Messi is in, the fact that certain things are starting to come together. They've had some big wins. They beat Sevilla twice in a row, which was really important because there was a tactical win in there for Koeman. And Messi does not stop. He is involved in the vast majority of their goals. Um, he's involved in, in, in directly with goals and assists. He's involved in over 40%, like I mentioned last week. But it's not just, I mean, he sometimes has the killer ball that leads to the assist. So he is involved with so much of what's going on for them getting goals. And, and he's, he looks inspired at the moment. And there's no Champions League in the way, right? They've got the Copa del Rey that they've got to deal with. I think they just have to play Atleti at Bilbao in a, in one or one match. I'm not sure if it's a two-legged final that one, but I, I see no reason why Barcelona. They they look a better team right now. When I watch Barcelona play and I watch Atleti play, Barcelona look like the better of the two. And if it comes down to who can last longer in these last ten games. I mean, I, I really I really think Barcelona are going to have the edge. So that that the race is on. And Real Madrid are involved. Why? King Kareem, the six series Benz. He, uh, wow, Kareem Benzema scored a really good number nine style header to equalize the game against Elche. Elche scored a good header. To, uh, to take the lead. And Real Madrid, everything about this game was difficult for them. But you hang a ball into the box. Kareem Benzema completely bullies the defenders, gets above, heads, heads the ball in. And then in injury time, he scores an unbelievable goal. Really incredible. Starts a little combination at the top of the box. Chips a little ball into, I think, Casemiro, who chests it down. And then he just runs up and hits a volley first time. And it hits the post on the far side and goes in, and it wins them the game 2-1. And, I mean, the cr- the pressure has just been racked up on Atleti right now, and I just don't know if they look like a team that's going to be will- able to handle the pressure. They may go out of the Champions League tomorrow against Chelsea. If they do, then they can really focus and just do their, you know, their this thing where Simeone is going to be like, we got 10 finals and we have to win them all or whatever. So it's still a possibility, but the title race is wide open. I think Real Madrid, they look, Okay, they've got some very important players to take responsibility and ownership of of winning games, Benzema being the main one. But then, you know, uh, for them, Sergio Ramos is back from injury. And Tony Cruz and Luka Modric and Casemiro is still probably the best midfield trio when all playing. It's probably the most difficult one to deal with. They're the ones that control games really well. So if those players step up, they'll still be around. Very curious to see what happens between them and Atalanta today in the Champions League. So, so curious about that. Now, moving on to another player that took responsibility. I talked about Cristiano Ronaldo scoring a perfect hat-trick against Cagliari. Left foot, right foot, header. There's some people that felt he should have been sent off. I actually think that Here's the thing. He does go high with his boot, clatters with the goalkeeper. But here's the thing. He tries to pull out at the last minute, 
And you can see that there's it's accidental. First of all, this is the kind of thing that can happen. Anyone who was watching Wolves uh, Liverpool yesterday saw Louis Patrice get taken out by his own player. It, this is why goalkeepers are so brave to be doing what they're doing. Because um, this is can, this can happen. I don't think it's a red card. I think a red card is what you do for someone who has done violent conduct and is way out of control. It was reckless tackle. It's a yellow card. But good thing he didn't get a red because then he was able to actually show just what he wanted to do and, you know, went ahead and put his cup to his ear at the end of the game to show, like, I've been, I heard all of you, but but what now? What now? I got another hat trick. Like, you can tell me I'm done. I'll get to another oldie but goodie that's coming back in a little bit, but moving on to what I think is going to happen in Syria. Ah, Juve keep themselves alive in the title race with this win. And I do think they're the biggest threat to Inter Milan. I know AC is closer, but I mean, I do think Juve are the biggest threat. They have a pretty kind schedule. If you take a look at their fixture list over the next month and a half, Juve could potentially go and win every single one of their Serie A matches. If they do, Inter also have to be perfect because they will play each other. And then it all comes down to how well you perform at crunch time. You know, in those last three, four weeks of the season, do you get the 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 wins that you need, grimy or not, right? So, but I, look, Inter Milan, they have Big Rom, who is stepping up every single game, and the brilliant Lautaro Martinez. The goal he scored, his header, I mean, that was, that reminded me of Ivan Bam Bam Zamorano. That's what that was. Chilean legend who used to play for Inter Milan. Ah, God, what a goal that was to be fading away, to head it to the back post. And you could see just the energy. They know that, if they keep having moments like these, the title is going to be theirs. They cannot mess around, though. I mean, they were winning 1-0, threw away the lead, and it took this brilliant goal to keep them going. So I, I do worry for Inter and their consistency sometimes, but this was a really, really important moment. And you just see that front two, when Lautaro and, and Romelu Lukaku step up in games, Inter win. It's, it's pretty much the way it works. Okay, moving on to... Honestly, probably the most productive player this weekend anywhere was Fran Kirby. The Chelsea ladies have got Chelsea women went, went ahead and won the Continental Cup. Uh, fortunately for them, the, the, the road there was uh, they had to deal with a couple big teams on the way uh, and ended up playing Bristol City in the final, who are far below Chelsea's level. Chelsea wins 6-0. Fran, uh, Sam Kerr scores a hat trick. Very, very nice for her. But the real star of the show is Fran Kirby, who just signed a new contract to Chelsea. And I, I I struggle to think of a better English player than Fran Kirby. Um, on the women's side, obviously, I, 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 I cannot think of a player who is quite as consistent and brilliant and good as she is. She had four assists and two goals. She was involved in all six of the goals that they scored this weekend. You want to talk about stepping up for a final. Sam Kerr also being the, the goal-scoring machine she is, gets a hat trick, right? Gore Wrighton gets the sixth. But big props to Emma Hayes and, and the way she's, she's managed to just get another piece of hardware and silverware for this team. They're alive in the Champions League. They knocked out Atletico last week. That's the big carrot that they want. But the, the race for the Premier League for them is also going to be very, very difficult. They're going to have the showdown against City um, next month, in about a month and uh, a week. I think it's April 24th. But look... Fran Kirby is a star. Um, I, I'm really excited to see what she can do 
next time England have a major tournament, whether it's the World Cup or the Olympics this summer. Um, I'm really, really curious because I, I truly believe that you give her, you build the attack around her, and 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 you can win. We can win games because she's such a difference maker. So props to Frank Kirby. Well done. And Chelsea, congratulations. Just got to go ahead and uh, pull out the trophy. Here's your good little trophy celebration. Thanks so much, everyone. <laughs> Appreciate it, ladies. Love that Chelsea get a title this year as a Chelsea fan. I love it. All right. Some little uh, little mini stories to cover here. First of all, PSG and their stars do not step up. They lose 2-1 to Nantes in a pretty shock, shock defeat. I, I, look, the big story in this, unfortunately, has nothing to do with the football. Uh, Angel Di Maria's home gets broken into during the match. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's obviously really, really unfortunate. It's, you know, family was sort of, his family, wife and kids were home, so they had to don't really know many of the details of what actually happened, but he had to be subbed off during the game. Didn't really know what was going on, and they told him, and he had to take off, go home. Marquinhos's dad was also burgled during the match. So, ah, scary thing. Di Maria, this happened to him again in Manchester. This happened to him back when he was in Manchester as well. It's just, look, I know there's probably some people who say, well, you've got money, you're rich, you know, you kind of flaunt it. You're going to get burgled. I get it. That's kind of the way the world is, but it is scary. It is not fun, and I i mean, imagine if you're out of work and all of a sudden you receive word that your family's house has been broken into, and if you're Di Maria, you're like, this is the second time this has happened. I mean, that's a bummer, scary stuff, so hope all, everyone's okay over there. The next one is uh, Eric Lamella, who does uh, step up, step down, comes on as a substitute for Human Son, who gets injured. And literally the first real chance Spurs have in the game, one of the first involvements he has, he pulls off an unbelievable Rabona. One of those ones that is very difficult to accomplish because I'm not saying it's impossible, right? I think Rabonas are just easier to get off the ground. It's easier to get under the ball and chip it and also get get some spin on it. Uh, he hit his straight and like grass cutter on the ground. Um, it's the only way that ball gets through Thomas Partey's legs. Uh, and I mean, I was wa- when I was watching it, I was actually had the game on mute and I was talking to my girlfriend and I just, I had to stop her. I was like, I'm sorry. I just, I'm totally distracted. I just saw the sickest freaking goal. And so I rewound the tape a little bit and took a video of it and sent it to her. And she was like, what on earth did he just do there? I was like, it's a Rabona. It's, it's awesome. It's such a cool way to score a goal. Now, the funny part about this whole thing was the coverage that it got. You have all these ex-pros Guys who are in their 40s and 50s and stuff who are like, oh, it's unbelievable genius that he's done right there. I don't even know how you do that. If I ever tried that, uh, I would have broken my ankle or fallen over and stuff. And I'm just sitting there going, really? I mean, it's not that hard. Like, I, I have 13, 14-year-old players that I coach who can do that. I, I can take a penalty like that and put it in the top corner, not because I'm amazing, but because it's just not that difficult of a skill. How well his worked out is pretty amazing, but... Look, that could easily have just hit Thomas Partey's shins and no one would be talking about it. So there's a little bit of luck in there. But what's awesome about it, and you have to give him tons of credit, it's an amazingly beautiful goal. And it's what it's eye candy for football lovers, right? So huge props to him. But then he goes and gets himself sent off in the same game, right? Spurs were just, they were bad. Uh, I don't actually think Mourinho approached this game tactically wrong. I just I think Spurs just played poorly, you know, and they just weren't 
They just didn't come at it the same way Arsenal did. It didn't look like they were as just G'd up for for a uh, cup for what feels like a cup final. I mean, it's a North London derby, right? So unfortunate, but on we go. Uh, actually, I will mention real quick. I don't think that Arsenal's penalty is a penalty. I think Lacazette whiffs the ball and basically lands into Davinson Sanchez. I think that's who it was because. It's not as if the defender is going into the forward. It's the defender is trying to cut off the line of the ball, and the forward misses it and whacks him and falls over. Look, I understand the referee awarded the penalty to begin with, but when you look at one replay of that, you go, eh, I really don't know. There's conjecture. There's people who think one side or the other. I don't really think that's a penalty. I think that's just – it's scruffy from everybody, right? But, like, if, if it's a little clumsy from the defender – it's certainly clumsy from Lacazette. He misses the ball completely. So if you've got two clumsy players, well, let's just let it go. Act like they just fell in mud together and are wrestling it out. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, big news. Zlatan is back. He, after five years out from the Swedish national team, he is coming back. And um, provided he stays healthy, he will be playing in the Euros this summer. I'm sure that you know this will be it for him. Unless, look, the World Cup next year in Qatar... Any chance, you know, he, he could still be playing next year. The guy's a machine. Uh, but this very well could be it. So anyone who missed Zlatan, you know, at the last the last time he was in the Euros, that, that that was it for him. Everybody, you've got one more chance to see him in the Swedish colors. Hopefully he pulls something off amazing. I'm actually hoping Sweden can be better having had time without Zlatan and now having him come back. It sort of feels like an extra little joker card, having built a team that can function without a superstar. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Champions League is going to continue on today. Starts in a couple hours here. Atalanta versus Real Madrid, that's the game that, I mean, that's the game you got to watch. I think that's the only one that really has anything interesting in store. City against Borussia Mönchengladbach? Nah, I don't, I don't I think City are, have already put themselves 2-0 up. And the important thing is Borussia Mönchengladbach, Ever since Marco Rosa, their coach, who has had who had a brilliant season and last year as well, I mean they were flying super high. I mean they, they qualified out of their group in the Champions League that had Real Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk, um, and Inter Milan. They got out of that group. Ever since Marco Rosa was announced as next season's head coach for Borussia Dortmund, ever since that whole thing came out, they haven't won a game. Haven't won a game. They they're they've lost every single Bundesliga match since, I'm pretty sure, and I mean it is an absolute catastrophe. The 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 form that they're in is the kind that you're like, well, if there was six, if if we were six weeks earlier in the season, you're in relegation form. So I don't know why they haven't just gotten rid of him to refresh things. The guy's got a new job coming up. It's fine. He's like, what's what's happening is there's some sort of poisonous environment going on in the team. They're not just getting bad luck. They're not playing well. So they're going to be put out of their misery today by uh, City without much of a doubt. Uh, but, look, it's going to be really, really, really interesting to see what happens with these Champions League games. I think uh, Wednesday's Chelsea against Atleti will be fascinating, although I, I hold firm to the fact that there will not be very many goals, if any. Everybody, enjoy your Tuesday. Enjoy your Champions League Wednesday as well and uh, Europa League Thursday. Have a nice week. This is Campfire Football.